0: New Orleans Saints rookie wide receiver Chris Olave is set to make a big on-field impact, but it's his off-field impact that took center stage earlier this week in the middle of a city council member meeting. What is this young rookie trying to do to impact the city of New Orleans? We got all of that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints.
1: You are Locked on Saints. Your daily New Orleans Saints podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, for making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that we're free and available on all platforms including on YouTube as well, and I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter. You can find me over at USA Today Saints Wire, Tuesdays on Locked on NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. On today's episode, we're going to break down some of the national storylines or some of the the New Orleans Saints storylines that the national media is completely missing out on. We're also going to discuss rookies at our reporting at New Orleans Saints camp today, what to watch for, what to know around that, including a new running back in the building expected for a workout. But first, I want to speak a little bit about Chris Olave. New Orleans Saints wide receiver is going to have a big time impact on the field, but he took some time on Monday at a city council office in City Hall To meet with some city leadership to discuss how he could use his influence to impact the community. In the middle of his conversation, which Nick Underhill of New Orleans, that football and I were graciously invited to attend, uh, we were able to hear a little bit of the conversation around what it is that he wants to do. I spoke with him afterwards, and we asked him a couple of questions, including one that I asked about why Chris Olave wants to do this and if the he was aware of the unique connection between the city of New Orleans. And its football team, and whether or not that was a driving force behind why he wanted to get involved so quickly and so early. When I got
1: here, it was kind of big to be able to be in the community and just being in the city, uh, the city not having the best resources, but uh, just be able to, like I said, have that platform and be able to be a huge part of the community is huge for me. So.
0: so he learned immediately when he showed up in the city of New Orleans that there's something special here in this city when it comes to the connection between the community and its football team, its organization. And not only did he feel it, but he's choosing already to act on it. So you're already seeing the maturation process of this 22-year-old wide receiver, 22-year-old California native who went to Ohio State for college and now is a New Orleans saint. And just from a personal perspective, by the way, like me as a black man sitting in that meeting, my first time ever doing anything city council related at all in my entire life, this young man who wants to impact people that look like me at 22 years old is not only there sitting in a city council meeting, which was my first one ever, he's calling these meetings. How awesome is that? How incredible is that? I also followed up with him and asked him a little bit if there were some players in particular that ended up helping to solidify Chris Olave's passion to create some kind of an impact here in this New Orleans community.
1: Definitely stood out to me, uh, seeing them guys uh, being, there for, being, them being here for so long. And being in a that community uh, that's huge for me, and be able to look up to uh, as role models. So, uh, them being in an organization that long uh, kind of taught me a lot. And being here my first year, I'm be able to make an impact right
0: And in that question, I asked him specifically about guys like Demario Davis and Cam Jordan, and their examples that they set for remember cam jordan doing some really incredible stuff with crescent city core you've seen demario davis help to change legislation along with former new orleans saint tight end benjamin watson restoring voting rights for people i mean really incredible stuff in the state of louisiana in the gulf region as well as of course in the city of new orleans so you love seeing where it is that chris olave wants to make an impact and where that focus is in particular well for chris olave it's all about helping children achieve their dreams.
1: Uh, just bringing more togetherness and, and having more kids being going to college and uh, just little things, uh, graduating high school and, and staying, out, uh, staying out of trouble. So that's my main goal. You know, so uh, being able to bring them together, and, uh, just put a smile on their face with their family faces and bringing them and their families more, more close together. You ever thought of starting your own organization? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's in the works, but I just gotta uh, keep going, keep building. Well, on that well, and build well, foundations organization well, organizations well, uh, so let's keep going like i
0: said well we'll definitely be looking forward to seeing what chris olave's organization is in the near future i of course had to jump in and ask that follow-up question there but this is really cool to be a part of again it meant something to me personally as somebody that is born and raised in this community that is a part of this community to see him come in and have this immediate interest in creating an impact and particularly doing so for the city's youth. So we'll see exactly where it is that Chris Olave takes his next steps, but trust that we will be there when he does it because there's some really, really cool stuff that he's hoping to get done. Um, And I'm really looking forward to seeing what the young man is able to do here in the city. Finally, we did also talk to him about some football stuff as well. We didn't rob it, you know, entirely of any football conversation here. He did speak a little bit about Jameis Winston's leadership. Um, Nick had asked him a little bit about you know the workouts in Miami, things like that. But one of the things that really stuck out to me was when I got the opportunity to follow up with him from the question that I asked him at the combine earlier on this year in Indianapolis when I asked him about. You know, being in the Superdome again and how that worked out for him last time was pretty good. Uh, playing across from Michael Thomas, who he has had a connection with for, you know, the past few years. Uh, and he spoke very highly of Michael Thomas and the New Orleans Saints organization. And so I reminded him that, look, it's all a, it's all a reality now. So, what does that feel like?
1: That's uh, huge, man. To be able to play one of the best, one of the best in the game. And I know he ain't played in a minute, but uh, see what he does, when he, see what he did when he, when he did play in games. Uh, that's huge for me. And yeah, from Ohio State, uh, he's from California, also. Right? Uh, just to be able to play alongside him is going to be huge, and I'm going to learn a lot from him.
0: So, the New Orleans Saints rookie, along with all of the team's rookies, reports to training camp today, this Tuesday, the 19th, and gets started with camp in earnest next Tuesday on the 27th. Remember, Lockdown Saints will be there. Boots on the ground. It's going to be very exciting to see what it is that Chris Olave is able to get done starting with training camp and then throughout his rookie season on the field. But perhaps some points will take the spotlight and we'll move it over to what he does off the field as he's got some big plans while he's here in the city of New Orleans. I asked him what he hoped to do in five years and be able to get done. And we were able to picture that as if he was still in new Orleans. So, you know, he's going to have that fifth year option, you know, he's going to be around. So he's got a timeline in terms of when he wants to get things going. So we'll see what the young man is able to get done here in the city as rookies are reporting for new Orleans saints training camp today. What are some of the things you need to watch for, including a new running back that looks like they're in for a workout, a former football league MVP. Let's break all of that down as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. But before we get to that, I want to tell you about our friends over at Dave, because look, let's face it, let's be real, right? Sometimes things aren't their easiest when it comes to life and you need a little bit of a helping hand. And especially if you are in need of a little bit of cash now, you can get that with Dave. Dave is the banking app that will allow you to get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. There's no interest. There's no credit check required at all. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app and get the financial relief that they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch, you need a little bit of extra help. You can download the Dave app, not be indebted to your friends or your family or anything like that. You know that those relationships can sometimes get weird when money gets involved and you can thank the helping hand of Dave instead. Download the Dave app for free on the app store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and you're going to get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, make sure you visit dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees do apply and banking is provided by Evolve member FDIC. Go and check it out today. Future you will thank you. family continuing on with today's episode of locked on saints thank you, as always making locked on saints your first listen of the day every day which nfl stars move betting lines the most now over at the locked on nfl podcast wherever you get your podcast or on youtube you can get our top 50 players thanks to bet online the odds makers themselves based on which players prove to be the most valuable in terms of moving betting lines for their team The list for 40 to 31 just released today. And the first New Orleans Saint is on the list with Alvin Kamara at 37, moving those lines. So you can already see that the value of Alvin Kamara is absolutely there, is absolutely poignant. However, there's going to be some question marks around where he's going to be during the 2022 season, when he'll be available. We're going to discuss that in a little while because boy, is that a story that the national media doesn't talk about enough. But first, I want to cover right now the rookies that are jumping into the 2022 training camp here rookies are reporting on the 19th today so i just want to kind of go through a couple of things that you should be watching for over the course of this week you're going to hear a lot about drafted rookies and undrafted free agent rookies as well but this is also a great opportunity for workouts for teams so the new orleans saints are expected to work out a player that they have seen before back in 2017, running back Darius Victor. Now Darius Victor has spent some time around with the Cardinals and a couple of other teams uh, on and off throughout the NFL. But most recently, he was awarded the most valuable player for the USFL, the first league in a while that has actually completed a full season. That's not the NFL. He was playing for the New Jersey Generals, 127 carries for 577 yards. It's about four and a half yards per carry that 577 rushing yards was over the course of 10 games. Don't forget that. Uh, And it was third in the uh, USFL. He was only two yards behind second place, actually. And he had nine rushing touchdowns, which led the entire in the entire USFL league. And of course, again, he was with the Saints in 2017. So the Saints still not necessarily putting to rest, getting a look at some of these running backs that are out on the market. And what better one would have the freshest legs than a guy or Maybe the most tired legs, I don't know, but would be freshest on the field is a guy like Darius Victor, who just walked off of the USFL uh, run that he had. And again, MVP run on top of that. Now, there are a few UDFA storylines to keep an eye out on, first of which that I'll mention is Rashid Shahid, the wide receiver and kick returner, explosive returner out of Weber State. He's somebody that brings a lot of speed, that brings a lot of return ability that maybe could potentially help the New Orleans Saints, depending upon what they want Deontay Hardy's role to be in 2022. Maybe they want him to be more involved on in the offense, less involved on special teams. That's where a guy like Rashid Shaheed could come in and maybe take over some of those responsibilities. However, he's been recovering from an injury, OTAs, mandatory minicamps. He wasn't really participating, though he was present. And so with that being the case, how quickly can he get out on the field during training camp? Will he be able to report here during the rookie week? Will he wait until everything really gets started on the 27th? And if he does in either case, how quickly can he get out there? There have been a lot of players who have been rehabbing that have been at the facility here over the course of the past few weeks, more than likely that oftentimes happens. So maybe he's one of those guys. I don't know. But we'll have to see when we get out on the field next Tuesday where uh, Rashid Shahid is, if he's practicing and if he's getting an opportunity there because he could be a valuable asset for the New Orleans Saints, depending upon what they want to do with Deontay Hardy. Uh, think about the draft class of this year. And of course, names like Chris Olave and Trevor Penning are going to stick out. Alante Taylor as well, who still hasn't signed his rookie deal yet. So something to watch for this week would be now that he's back in the facility. Will that rookie deal get signed? Remember, when it comes to a rookie deal negotiation like this, it's not the player versus the organization. It's the representatives of the player trying to make sure that they're getting the best that they can get for their player. If I had to guess, if I looked at you know this just sort of completely objectively stepped away from it and wondered why there's any type of contention over guaranteed money, think about what Alante Taylor's two primary potential roles are. Starting cornerback opposite Marshawn Lattimore, the second cornerback on the team, or special teams core player. Yes, of course, these agents want more guaranteed money for their player because contract two for a starting cornerback looks very different than contract two for a core special teams player. So that is very likely why they're trying to get the most guaranteed money possible just to make sure that they and their client see a, a, a large chunk of money from the very beginning, right? And are guaranteed a larger chunk of money from the very beginning. That would be my guess. But look for this deal to get done here over the course of the next couple of weeks, maybe even during just this rookie week. Now that he's in the building, this is the time for a contract to get signed as opposed to coming back. And if you think that you should be worried about Alante Taylor's contract, look at some of the other players out there that still haven't signed their rookie deals, including Atlanta Falcons quarterback Desmond Ritter. This isn't unique to the New Orleans Saints. This isn't unique to Alante Taylor or his team. This happens across the NFL all the time, and oftentimes these deals get wrapped up during this week of rookies reporting before the veterans show up for training camp. The other drafted players to watch over the course of this week or that you're going to want to be hearing something about are going to be the Jackson brothers, DeMarco Jackson and Jordan Jackson. No, they're not brothers, but we call them the Jackson brothers. I'm not one of their brothers either. My last name is Jackson as well. We're all having good fun here. Uh, But when it comes to Jordan and DeMarco, they may potentially be able to become more key defensive pieces than expected. And that all begins this week as well as throughout training camp. A couple of guys to watch in terms of hype, Lucas Kroll, Smoke Monday, Dejon Dixon. Everybody's looking for this hype. I can finally say now that we've got Dejon Dixon's agent, Rob Brock, coming through on tomorrow's episode to talk a little bit about what it's like to rep a player, to be an NFL agent, to start your own agency. He's here from New Orleans, and he's really repping the city of New Orleans. So it's really cool. Be able to bring Robert Brock in to be able to talk a little bit about that and his expectations for Dejon going into his rookie season. But Lucas Kroll, a guy out of a tight end out of Pittsburgh, six foot six, 250 pounds, moves really agile, moves really fluidly, moves the way that you wouldn't expect a six foot six, 250-pound guy to move. So he's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. And of course, everybody's excited about former Auburn defensive back, big hitter smoke Monday. He's going to be somebody we're going to highlight here in just a moment, too, when we get into the stories that national media isn't paying attention to enough. You know, I got to bring up special teams in almost every episode. It is locked on special teams after all. Does Smoke Monday have a role there? He very well might. So, those are some of the things to watch out for throughout this week, as well as, you know, guys like. Chris Olave, Trevor Penning, Alante Taylor all getting their work in as well. You know, guys like Abram Smith looking to come up as well. I have a Twitter poll right now over on uh, my Twitter account at Ross Jacksonola. if you want to vote on it, who is the rookie undrafted free agent rookie that you're looking forward to the most? Nick Kroll, Smoke Monday, Abram Smith and Dejon Dixon are all on that list, but you can also reply with your own folks as well. Or if it's just all of the above, and I know for me, it's all of the above. I'm very excited to see all of these guys hit the field. Next week, coming up next, we talked about five or so storylines to watch throughout this week. But once we get rolling with training camp, some of the bigger storylines are going to start to come to a little bit of a head, and we're going to start to get some answers on some of these things. So, what are the five major storylines that you care about locally that the national folks just aren't paying enough attention to? Well, one of which we've already kind of highlighted: Alvin Kamara and the off-season arrest. We'll see what's going to happen there. Let's break all of this down as we continue on with today's episode of Locked On Saints. But before we get to all of that, let's talk about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And I'm super excited to tell you about the Coconut Brownie Chunk Puff Bar. So those marshmallowy protein bars that are covered in 100% chocolate that Built Bar does and does so extremely well. So well, I don't even understand it, but I'm glad that they get it done. Well, they now have those marshmallowy, fluffy protein bars in one of everyone's favorite flavors in coconut brownie chunk. Think about all of that texture, the, the 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 coating of chocolate on the outside, the fluffy marshmallow inside, the brownie bites inside, the coconut sprinkled on top. Oh, it's just all so good. So make sure you go and check out that new uh, coconut brownie puff built bar before it's all gone. You can check out the rest of the puff bars, granola bars, and standard protein bars as well. Everything's covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. 17, 18 grams of protein, with only four or five grams of sugar. So get yours today at Built.com. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Hey. Get it, Huda Nation, wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with five major storylines that the national folks just keep missing out on. I was watching um, one of the stations not too long ago, and they were kind of doing a Saints day, and uh, Gus Gattengill and I talked about it over on ESPN Radio NOLA, and they just completely didn't mention a bunch of stuff going on with the New Orleans Saints. Still believe that Taysom Hill, something like you don't give Taysom Hill that contract unless you don't believe. In Jameis Winston, what contract? The dude's getting paid $10 million a year to play tight end. He's paid as a high-end tight end, not a quarterback, right? But people are still not getting it, and it's embarrassing to, to a certain extent. So let's break down the things that you care about locally that the national folks are just missing out on so that you get the real conversation that you need. And one of the things that they big time missed out on was not even a mention of Alvin Kamara's suspension or potential suspension, waiting to see where that's going to come from, right? Or when that's going to come. The hearing has been moved to August, but and, and we've talked about like the whole legal process. legal process has to wrap up before the NFL can hand down discipline and all that we We've broken all that down, I know, but it it's worth remembering that for the New Orleans saints, missing out on Alvin Kamara for six weeks is big. That's huge. And so getting guys like Darius Victor in the building, getting a look at guys like David Johnson and others. That's all huge and really, really important for what the New Orleans Saints are going to have to do. But also these other guys, Mark Ingram, Tony Jones Jr., Dwayne Washington, Abram Smith, Divine Zigbo, the guys that are already in the building, Adam Prentice, who's like the lone fullback right now, they're going to have to step up during camp and show the New Orleans Saints what they have behind Alvin Kamara. There's a chance that nothing happens to Alvin Kamara at all this season. Maybe that's why I have chosen to not really go as in-depth on that story as maybe they should. But really, like this is a big question mark for the New Orleans Saints. And it's one that every Saints fan cares about big time. Another one that not a lot of folks are talking about is the interior defensive line question. Who's going to be the guy next to David Onyemata? And can David Onyemata get it back and get it started? I mean, he had a late start to the season last year because he was suspended for the first six games and then ended up having some issues, not issues, but, you know, had to ramp up from there, Right? got to knock off all the rust when you haven't been on the football field for six weeks. So with all of that, How does he end up stepping up? What does he look like coming in? I'm so excited to see him in camp and do guys like Jordan Jackson and Contavia Street and Jaleel Johnson, the newcomers, unseat some of the familiar faces like Shai Tuttle and Malcolm Roach. So that's going to be a big time battle to watch all throughout training camp. And that's going to be something that's really important to the New Orleans Saints. They care very much about stopping the run and creating interior pressure. Those are two things that Dennis Allen's defense loves to do. And they're going to have to solve and answer questions on the interior before they can show whether or not they can get that done. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore's is a wide receiver gauntlet. You know, look, uh, Nick Underhill's broken this down a ton as well. He just put out a recent article on it that like Marshawn Lattimore has a- an incredible opportunity here to turn away any naysayers, right? He-, he was number two on ESPN's top 10 list as voted on by players, coaches and executives across the NFL when it comes to top 10 cornerbacks. He was number two right behind Jalen Ramsey. I think he finishes 2022 as the number one corner. He's going up against guys like Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, whoever you want to name in that Cincinnati Bengals uniform, Devontae Adams and the uh, Las Vegas uh, Raiders. He gets the first game of DeAndre Hopkins season because remember, DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for the first six games of the season. He'll be there week seven, which will be the Thursday night game in Arizona facing Marshall Lattimore and the new orleans saints and that's just to name a few right like there's more and more and more even without getting to guys like chris godwin when he's back and mike evans week two like there's just so many opportunities here for marshall Lattimore to be able to continue to you know rise to the top and rise up against no pun intended uh on you know when the atlanta falcons i didn't name any of their wide receivers uh but to be able to kind of stand up here and perform as well as we're accustomed to seeing him perform against premier talent because he's got nothing but premier talent across from him for about 14 of 17 games in 2022. Uh, We mentioned Smoke Monday earlier, and I said we were going to come back to him. Here we go. The gunner battle opposite JT Gray. Who's going to be that guy? The New Orleans Saints were not the most efficient team when it came to... Uh, punting and and punt coverage. And some of that had to do with how many times they had to punt, which if you remember from last week, we discussed how the Saints were 30th in the NFL when it came to third down conversion rate. That's an offensive problem. But even on the efficiency metrics over on the punting side, the punt coverage unit wasn't as good as it has been over previous years. And a lot of that had to do with the inconsistency of play at Gunner opposite JT Gray. So that's a big time position that's going to be looked at. Alante Taylor could end up being that guy at Paulson and Debo holds on to the cornerback two spot, but also look for guys like Bryce Thompson, also a former Tennessee volunteer and smoke Monday to get opportunities there as well. And finally, perhaps one of the biggest stories this off season, outside of the return of Michael Thomas and the return of Jameis Winston is the return of Will Lutz with Will Lutz. The New Orleans Saints are very likely in an 11 and 6 team in 2021 after starting, you know, all those players after having four different quarterbacks, If you would have changed one thing in 2021, which was that you had Will Lutz for 17 games, then all of a sudden, the New Orleans Saints would be, hell, you take Will Lutz and put him in for the Titans game and the Falcons loss, and then all of a sudden, you're 11 and 16 more than likely. So getting Will Lutz back, even if that just means that you are steady with extra points, that's going to win you games versus what you saw last year with the sort of rotation of kickers that the Saints had to go through. All right, y'all. So those are some of the major storylines that I know are important to you that you want to hear more about. And even though the national folks aren't going to give it to you, I got you taken care of. You know where to go. Come to us, local media. We'll get you taken care of. Coming up tomorrow, we're going to be talking with Robert Brock, NFL agent from Plan 365. He's a representative for Dejon Dixon. We're speaking a little bit about Dejon Dixon's uh, quality, what it is that he brings to the field, what it is that uh, Robert Brock expects of him, and also just what it's like to be able to start an, an agency on your own, to come up from the city of New Orleans and do what he's done so far. Really, really cool stories, really cool chat. So I'm really looking forward to sharing this with you on tomorrow's episode. So lots of great stuff coming up for you there. And then, of course, we'll also continue to get you ready for everything around New Orleans Saints training camp. I appreciate you, as always, making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, for your second listen, go and check out that Locked on NFL podcast. Myself and Luke Braun looking at what a possible NFL realignment would look like, what's going on with Leonard Fournette, what it means for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and, of course, Alvin Kamara in that uh, range when it comes to 40 through 31 for our top 50 list. You can hear all of that broken down and everything else you need to know around the league every Monday through Friday on the NFL podcast, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. I appreciate you as always Make making me a part of your day. If you see me, say hi. And of course, for everything you need in between these episodes on your New Orleans Saints, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N O L A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you mom and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.